Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. On 1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Morning, everyone. Welcome to The Odds Couple uh, on this Saturday morning. Uh, well, they say in the classics, what a week it's been in racing. By hell, uh, I don't think anyone expected this at the start of uh, uh, the new year, uh, that uh, something of the enormity of uh, what has transpired in the Darren Weir stable this week uh, happening in racing, but it's happened, and we'll have a... Uh, look through it this morning and uh, take you through our thoughts and the uh, impact it'll have on the industry across the board, including including betting and, uh, of course, our great friends at Sportsbet uh, involved with us here at The Odds Couple. We've got rid of Simon Marshall, which is an absolute pleasure this morning. We've sent him to Perth. He's on a junket. Jules Valance joins us uh, in uh, Simon's spot. Jules, welcome to you on, on a, rem- a morning that, uh, after a week, that's full of drama. Yeah, thanks, guys. Great to be here. Yeah, SD, just sort of part-time at Sportsbet and uh, full-time junk at Ville. Uh, the Pikey Pilgrimage in WA, I'm sure he's having a great time. But, yeah, look, I was at the Valley last night, guys, and it was just an eerie feeling, sort of just so much unsurety. I know those horses were scratched, and they were scratched from today at Caulfield as well, but just so many people sort of just walking around, a lot of questions still being asked. We know the show cause uh, meeting is for Monday, I think, uh, so hopefully, you know, we get we get to the bottom of it. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be plenty of clarity by the end of the day Monday. Uh, how have you uh, put the week in between your ears, David Taggart? Uh, it, it's been a massive one in racing. Yeah, it's uh, it's well, is it a shock? I don't know. Uh, it's it's big. It's uh, it's uh, it's still too early. It's we got to wait. It's it's too early to speculate, uh, but as you say, the the stewards and the police have been proactive, and uh, as you say, show calls uh, uh, within 72 hours, as you were saying. Yep. So it's uh, on by Monday. Um, as you say, it's great to have Jules here today uh, for you punters out there. On the, you'll talk, he's talked to us about how to uh, set markets and and actually what this uh, impact of uh, all these scratchings of Darren Weir's runners ha- have had at, uh, the last couple of days. Yeah, before we go further into uh, the, the Darren Weir situation, and we don't want to spend the whole show on it, uh, we, we'll move on. But uh, a little later on, Dave Eustace joining us from the Eustace Mar stable. Graham Begg, after a double last night at the Valley, um, uh, he's got his uh, the best horse in his camp running around um, at uh, Caulfield today. So um, uh, he'll be uh, pretty confident, I would think, uh, Putting um, putting his three-year-old colt on the uh, on the float this afternoon, and uh, we'll go through, of course, the best back runners uh, with Sportsbet and the quaddy that David Taggart last week. Bang! Only cost fifty or sixty bucks and thirteen or fourteen hundred into the. Thanks for, thanks for the bottle of red you brought in today as uh, Miss Ling. I know you always take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah hey, yeah. the pockets are filled, and uh, I, I hope that's given me. A... I've lost a bit of confidence in you. Hey, geez, that's. Uh... At least I've got a reprieve now, for I reckon, for another three or four weeks. You, you and Simon, they, you just bomb me every week about it. You don't like one outs. Well, I've had two last week, and they're <laughs> both saluted. So, <laughs> no, uh, congratulations to you. And let's make sure we find a, a winner later on in the show. Uh, another quaddy going uh, the way of the the punters would be wonderful. Okay, let's ha- spend a bit of time on this Darren Weir situation. Firstly, what's it do to racing? It, Biggest, most successful stable for the last four or five years. Suddenly, it's just brought to a halt, basically within 
72 hours of those raids on on Wednesday morning. Um, what's been the feedback you're getting on Racecourse and generally where the sport's at because of this? Jules? Yeah, look, it's an interesting one. I mean, front page of now mainstream, The Age, The Herald Sun, whatever else uh, you read, is racing. And the only time, unfortunately, we seem to get racing on our front pages of our papers is when there's an issue. Um, clearly, those people out there that don't follow racing, it just gives another opportunity for them to uh, stick their knives in, into the industry, which we know is... Look, you have to be a passionate person to be in the industry. It's a tough game, whether you're a punter or whether you work in the stables, those kinds of things. It's tough. You have to be passionate about it. And unfortunately, these kinds of situations just can uh, add a little bit of fuel to the fire for those people out there that don't like the game. Um, look, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, isn't it? There's not an industry that's... Um not open to this where money's involved it's just you know that, that's and now whether it be racing whether it be um uh, sports betting on cricket whether it be sports betting on football you know, there's been scandals all around the world in, in different sorts of businesses pharmaceutical medical whatever you like wherever money's involved there's always someone out there that thinks they're smarter than the next person and there there, there will be another scandal in racing oh. there'll be someone this morning oh, can't believe he got caught but i'm doing a b and c I think from the sports perspective, and you know, if we go back and look at the cobalt situations of you know, five and six years ago, that you know, there seemed to be an inactivity once charges were laid on those cobalt, in those cobalt situations. And it really became a, a, a legal um, a milkshake, if you like, for want of a better way of putting it. Uh, it, it just, it was all over the place. Um, it, it, and what, I think for racing's sake here is they've shown there's no fear or favour here. We, if, if you're doing the wrong thing, you're gone. Whether you're the biggest trainer and most successful or whether you're the smallest, you're out. We won't, we won't stand for it and we'll move quickly. And I think that's maybe a positive we learnt from the cobalt, but I also think it's a real positive for the industry that they've said, no, 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 if you've done the wrong thing and that's not proven yet and, and that's going to take that... You know, um, time will tell, but they're making a decision for the good of the sport and the image of the sport to say, okay, we think you've brought this, the game of racing into disrepute by your alleged actions. We're not going to let you play. And I think that's a great step forward for racing. Does that make sense? 100%. And it just shows that the stewards aren't sitting on their hands too. And it's not only a warning. It's a, it's a warning to every trainer out there too that he's actually trying to, you know, push the limits and and whether they're trying to cheat or they're just trying to get get the most out of they, that, that they can it's uh as you say it's it's they're going to take a step back now and look at themselves too in case they're, they're, they're going to be the next ones under inquiry so investigation inquiry but uh yeah no i, I do praise the stewards it's did he come did he become too big in such a short time darren week because as you say he started training in what the late 90s uh, he's claimed to fame early doors was running second to Maccabi Diva behind She's Archie mm. in 2004 or three, one of them two. And then he just went bang and started winning what premierships in what this decade, earlier this decade. So he, he was training a good 15 years before he sort of really went bang. So, yeah, well, he's definitely gone bang in the last five or six. Yeah, and you yeah. know, he's broken record, you know, I think it was a record amount of winners last year. And, and I, I suppose that's what drew a lot of the attention to him when you've got. Correct. Not just good trainers, great trainers sitting back 40 and 50 winners behind him. They're saying, well, you know, 
I reckon we go okay at this, um, but we, we can get nowhere near him. And, and people then training on the same tracks uh, as Darren Weir at Ballarat saying, well, we can't get anywhere near him either. You know, what, what are we doing? What's he doing so differently to, to us to, to create that difference uh, in results? And um, you know, so that's where the barking was coming from for a, quite a period of time. Yeah, the alarm bells, weren't they? Yeah, look, I'm not going to talk on the specifics of, of the situation, but I think Racing Victoria, as you said, Simon, they definitely learnt from their, I think, probably failings in the Cobalt situation. Mm. Wednesday morning, I think it was very significant that federal police were involved in those raids, um, that it obviously then transcended just to not racing. It was, you know, a, a bigger issue than that. And I think Racing Victoria probably wanted to get their ducks in a row if they, as they, if they, if they think they had enough show, you know, to 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 charge or arrest those men. So. That's where I think Racing Victoria definitely learnt from those earlier uh, things we had with Cobalt and et cetera. So let's see what happens if we play it out. But, yeah, for me, it was very significant that police were involved Wednesday morning. Yeah, it's, it's big when the police are involved. Mm. When they've handed it over to them, you know it's, it's, it's bigger than yeah, Texas. And, and that's the other thing to keep in mind. You know, Racing Victoria are getting the headlines at the moment with you know, the show cause notices, the charges against, um, uh, against Weir and his foreman and, and one stable hand. Um, you know, th- that's getting the attention at the moment. But there's still the, the criminality side of it that's got to roll out as well. Yeah. So uh, th- this situation has a... A long way to play out. And it's probably hard to get your head around exactly what's going on at, at Forest Lodge at Darren Weir's stable this morning. But you know, there, There'll be plenty of horses going to different stables. Um, the ones we know of and the higher profile ones, like um, Extra Brute and Night's Watch, uh, headed to the Kieran Ma David Eustace camp. A nature strip that was scratched from today. The answer, my friend, and yes, 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 have gone up to Sydney Waller. to Chris Waller. Yeah. Or not, not necessarily to Sydney. He's also got his boxes at, uh, at Flemington. Um, Amphitrite... Hawkshot and Chauffeur have gone to Lindsay Park. Brave Smash to Chris Lees and Trap for Fools, uh, which Jared McLean uh, trained to win the Emirates uh, during the spring. Uh, that's gone to Robert Hickmont at uh, at Corfield. They're the ones we know about at the moment. Well, yeah, they're the ones we know about. But the interesting one also is the fact that horses like Extra Brute, Nature Strip, Ring-a-Ding-Ding, their preps are now just slightly in jeopardy. I mean, we had Nature Strip looking for two weeks into the Lightning. What does he do now? He's got to have a pretty hard run, you know, to get ready for the Lightning. So there's a lot to play out with uh, everything with these horses, that's for sure. And the unfortunate thing is there's a lot of innocent people that are hurt here. This is, that, that's absolutely Owners, right. but, you know, employees, you know, they're, 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 and that's where I can't get my head around at all. You know, what's happening at Forest Lodge this morning? You know, who went to work this morning at 2.33 o'clock who, who have been loyal servants to Darren Weir for 10 and 15 years? Um, suddenly I look and think, wow, boss, you know, did you do this? It, it, it's it, the mind boggles on just uh, on just where this sits. We'll touch on it a little later on, um, Jules, just the effect it's had on on betting this uh, this saga that's played out this week. But we're going to take our first break on the odds couple this morning. Hopefully, get onto some brighter news as we go through our hour here uh, with plenty of racing coming at Caulfield this afternoon. <laughs> On 1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. 24 after 8 o'clock, welcome back to The Odds Couple. Time now to uh, talk to Dave Eustace, one of the uh, uh, informed stables, not uh, just in Victoria, but also in New South Wales, since Kieran Maher and Dave Eustace have set up in Sydney. They've had a, a really good run at it uh, up there as well, and have been in plenty of uh, good form here in Melbourne as well. It's a pleasure to w- welcome Dave uh, 
to the odds couple this morning. G'day, Dave. Yeah, that's going well. Jules, you just speak and pretend you're Dave, will you? <laughs> we'll give you another try. You there, Dave? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. G'day, Dave. Sorry about that little uh, technical hitch. You there? Can you hear me? Can you hear me, David? Yeah, I can't now, yeah. Uh, good. Simon O'Donnell, David Taggart and Jules oh, Valance with you. Yeah, good. Um, we were just uh, touched on the now the multi-stable Melbourne-Sydney. You've started yep. with a with a, with a a bang, Dave. You know, Melbourne uh, has always been in form, but your Sydney stable has started really well. Yeah, well, we've carefully sort of selected the right horses that we think can go up there and, and win. And... Um, you know, we've now got a number of horses that are permanently based there, including Dubious. So it's uh, started very well. And, um, so run by Annabelle Nisham. Um, she's doing a great job. Dave, uh, today's runners, you've got a busy day down here. I think seven-odd runners uh, down here. Uh, three interesting two-year-olds um, going around, uh, youngsters. You're getting a good flow of, of young horses into those two-year-old races. Yeah, we we are. Um, the two-year-olds have they started very well with the first race up in in Sydney uh, of the year, and they're just continually, um, uh, you know, siphoned through the system, and and they've they've been in really good form. So we have uh, got a couple making their debut today, and um, C Tonic is a, is the other, and uh, they're both they're both. Um, very nice fillies uh, going forward. Ballarose has obviously won a race down the straight. It's heading towards the Blue Diamond. Yeah, David, it's David Taggart here. Um, congratulations on your success too. It's It's been a whirlwind for you. They, they're striking at about 20% at the moment too. They, they place their horses very well. Um, and today you've got an abundance of runners. You've got seven runners at Caulfield, a couple up in Sydney. Uh, we'll quickly go through uh, the main chances. Race three, number two, Nantali. Uh, with Sportsbet, she's a six to four favourite, $2.50. This does look her race. She draws well for Frosty Lane and she'll get the run of the race. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, she's been running very consistently this prep um, without winning. And um, it was a weak, a weak nomination uh, looking at it on Monday and it hasn't come up overly strong. So um, she goes there in good form. She probably doesn't need to improve to, to win the race, just needs a bit of luck. And probably the challenge with her is just relaxing mid-race and Frosty knows her very well. So um, she'd have to have a great chance for Greg Perry, who's um, you know, a big supporter, a very good breeder. Yeah, she'll be relaxing with Frosty Lane on board. Just with that, Dave, yeah. just that run last start at Flemington, she was really well supported with us at Sportsbet. She was three wide, no cover, was really, really good. I thought it was a great performance without without winning. Has she improved through the two weeks or has she just held her level? Yeah, she's. Um, I think she she certainly looks a bit better. We, we gave her a week out and she's, um, she's heavier for, for doing that, but um, I wouldn't say she's necessarily improved. I think she will once we um, step her out a little bit further in trip, and, and uh, as a result, a turn of foot is going to be that bit more effective. But um, I don't think she'll have to improve, uh, as I say, to win. She just needs a bit of luck. And uh, race five, we've quickly touched on already these two-year-olds with Bellarosa. Uh, good support for number eight, Loving Gabby. Uh, half a half a million dollar by the the English Easter sales. Uh, she's been very well supported, and going on the back of her. Packingham trial, Dave. Uh, she'd she'd have to be going very close. Yeah, trial was good, and um, you know, she does strike as a filly that that will transfer that onto the track. She she's sort of 
thoroughly professional. She's got a good attitude. She's very forward going. She's a very confident filly. Um, we don't think she'll sort of get starstruck by the occasion in any way. And she's a filly that will definitely ride just with a bit of confidence and, and have a midfield and, and rounding it off. Uh, whereas Sea Tonic um, has been very sharp. Um, her, her jump out was very quick here at Caulfield. She's drawn one and she'll put herself there and, and um, she'll definitely sort of take them into the race to the to the seven eight hundred, I think. And there's, um, you know, also uh, got a got a great chance. Bellarosa may just find it tricky with penalty, um, but it's not all about today for her. She's qualified for the diamond and we'll ride her accordingly and, and let her finish her race off with three weeks to go to the big day. Yeah, with uh, this, Dave, let's get fair income. Loving Gabby, clear top pick out of the three for this race. Clearly uh, has been well-supported today and also been really well-supported in the Diamond. Is there a view? I know you've got to get through today with her, but to win today and then would you be looking at the Blue Diamond with her? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, I think she's she's the horse with the most natural ability. And... um, She's still a little bit raw, but as I said before, I think she's going to be professional enough first up to win. So, um, yeah, that's very much the plan. Qualify today, head to the diamond, and, and press on uh, later on in the in the prep up to Sydney, where she's she's big and robust. Um, we don't think she's necessarily um, on a on a short campaign, and hopefully we can get three or four runs into her. And and quickly, mate, uh, race seven, number eight, uh, number two. Sorry, bonds away. Uh, he's got a great. His fresh record's very. He's won one from four. Uh, they're going to go like scolded cats in this. It's going to set up for him. He's going to get back and he's going to have the last crack at him. Uh, how's he been ticking away, Dave? Yeah, he's he's come up extremely well. He's an incredibly reliable horse. He, he comes up every time. Um, I think he has improved a little bit. Um, he's very very good in his jump out the other day, and um, as you say, I think the race sets up nicely for him they, they'll go flat out uh the, the only concern is that he's probably a horse who really enjoys a drag in and getting get, having a long run on the outside of them um uh he's not necessarily a horse who who he strikes us that we sort of duck to the inside with so it'll, it'll require a decision probably at the top of the straight as to which way he goes and that'll be up to linda but um he'll present very well in the yard and go close yeah, well, she's riding in great form, and the stable's in great form, Dave. So uh, we wish you well this afternoon. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Dave Eustace joining us there from the Ma Eustace Stable. On 11.16 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. 21 minutes to 9 o'clock on the odds couple. Well, from uh, one informed stable, Kieran Ma, Dave Eustace, to another. Graham Begg, a double at the Valley last night, and his star cult resumes today at Caulfield. Of course, we talk of written by, and it's a pleasure to welcome Graham to the odds couple. G'day, Graham. Morning, Simon. David. Morning, Graham. How are we? Good, thank you. You'd have a bit of spring in your step this morning, wouldn't you? A little bit of bounce? Uh, yes, it's very easy to get out of bed, but I'm still very tired. <laughs> but um, uh, the stable um, has just been in good form. You haven't got big numbers, but uh, gee, you've been competitive of recent times. Yeah, no, the stable's been going well. Uh, we've actually just uh, expanded a little bit. We've uh, opened up a stable at Caulfield. Um, 
we've sent uh, most of our babies down there. Uh, our older horses are up, down at Pinecliff, um, and the two that raced last night, they came from Pinecliff, and also written buys down there. So the horses are racing well, and uh, it's all coming coming together. Yeah, it was a good win last night, Blue Jay Way. Congratulations on that. And uh, and as we say, it's uh, winning form's good form, and we lead into the, the main race of today with written by. Uh, he's first up. He loves Caulfield. Is he ready to go, Graham? Absolutely. Uh, he only had four weeks break, and he held some good residual fitness uh, from his uh, spring preparation, and he came to hand very quickly. Uh, he had a nice jump out on the uh, course proper at uh, Caulfield 10 days ago. Uh down the back straight, uh, and you know, it was a nice gallop, and he pulled up well from it. Where do you go after today? Have you, have you planned his autumn uh, thoroughly? Yeah, uh, he goes to the Oakley Plate in three weeks' time. Yep. Uh, look, we had the option of running today or running next week in the Rubiton. We just felt that you know having the three-week break between runs going into a, a major group one race was the right uh, choice. Uh, keep, him, keep him nice and well. And, uh, yeah, after that, he's also obviously been nominated for the new market. But we've got options in Sydney as well. So, uh, we'll, you know, we can make our plans as we go along. Graham Jules Valentier from Sportsbet. Just on today, obviously Nature Strip coming out. Obviously, you're probably going to try and tail him into the race. Tactically, are you looking to probably try and hold the lead from, from that sort of whitish gate, knowing that probably Ashlaw and Balwazi probably not as quick as you out of the gates? Yeah, well, that's the problem. See, he's such a fast horse out of the gates. Like, I'd just love to see him one day get a sit, um, and today was going to be, you know, uh, a good uh, test ring with Nature Strip in the race, being able to get a sit and get a drag into the race. But, uh, look, there's no good trying to pull him around and, you know, trying to sort of try to slow him up. You've still got to use your gate speed and get him in a good rhythm. The... Um the, the the mode of his racing, Graeme, is you know that 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 jump and run. In saying what you just said, do you think he will be a better horse on a day when he can get cover? Absolutely, um, not so much cover, but just get in a in a trailing position. You know, if he can get in a race where there's a faster horse and he can just take a sit and uh, give him a chance to sort of. Uh, use his acceleration, which he's got, you know, we, we know what he can do at home and, he, and he's got great pick-up speed. But where, uh, you know, and I don't look too, you know, too far down the track, I mean, he, he's been such a um, uh, such a, a wonderful horse for you, uh, particularly, you know, since you've come down from Sydney and, and uh, rezoned back down here in Melbourne. Uh, from a, a, a future perspective, how long are you seeing him race for? Because Obviously, there's plenty of knocks on the door. Or has a deal been done on his on his uh, on his future? No, certainly not. Not at this stage. Um, I guess a lot will unfold during the autumn uh, if he can happen to win one of these big races, um, and that'll determine which way we go. But at this stage, we're not in any hurry to you know make a decision on retiring him or anything like that. My father and mother are enjoying racing him. Uh, they're quite elderly, but they're enjoying it, everything and. Uh, and we feel that, uh, you know, he's still got a lot to offer. He's only had eight races in his life, so he's lightly raced going into his autumn three-year-old year. So, you know what, if it happened to be that he happened to race another another season after this, well, so be it. I, I follow your uh, exploits on uh, Twitter, and your dad must still have a bit to offer too, Beggy, because 
I, I you often refer to your dad as your mentor. Can you sort of explain that to us? Uh, you know the, the role and relationship you've had with your dad in racing. Yeah, absolutely. I always say two heads are better than one. Um, you know, like we we toss things up in the air, and and look, we're all got to be on the one page. Um, so we discuss different options, and you know, the right way to go. Uh, he's always sort of been a very conservative sort of person, and as far as training horses and programming. And, uh, you know, uh, as I said, and I'm not one to rush them either. So, you know, we, as I said, we all get on the same page. And uh, but we work out the right option for the horse, where we think he's best suited. Um, obviously, with this particular horse, we've got to be very conscious of, obviously, you know, possibly making a stallion out of him and having as good a record as possible. You spoke about your babies before doing their education, their early... Um early time at the track at Caulfield. Uh, what, what sort of youngsters you got coming through? Is there some two-year-olds that um, uh, we're going to see some more of during this uh, this two-year-old season? Well, look, we, we had about 30 two-year-olds given to us in, in, in the last uh, 12 months. Uh, look, we've taken our time with a few of them this year. Um, we haven't rushed them. Uh, you know, we've got a couple of very nice horses. We've got a zoo star filly we like. and There's some very well-bred ones, I can assure you. Um, and I, I feel that they're probably more going to be better three-year-olds, so that's why I'm not rushing them. Uh, but, you know, in the next 12 months, there'll be some nice horses stepping out. Well, but, uh, it took some courage to pack up from Sydney and come down here. You're reaping the benefits, uh, which is great to see. We wish you well this afternoon with Written By Alec Caulfield. Cheers, guys. All the best, Graham. Good on you, Graham Big, uh, joining us. On 1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Welcome back at 10 minutes to 9 o'clock. Big match on Monday, of course, the um, the Super Bowl on Monday. And uh, with Sportsbet's NFL Same Game Multi, you can choose from the biggest range of markets on the Super Bowl and combine them all in one bet. Conditions apply, of course, and gamble responsibly. What a game that's going to be on Monday, and Sportsbet are all over it. And Jules Valance from Sportsbet has joined us this morning on The Odds Couple. He's all over the market movers at Caulfield this afternoon. Let's start with those, Jules, in race one. Yeah, thanks, Simon. Look, just quickly... Out nine metres, Caulfield, good for. Expect the uh, track to play on speed. It does when it's dry conditions. On speed is where we want to be for our horses. Look, race one, Sam's image, $4.20 into $3.50. It's been well supported for John Sadler, expected to go forward. And also down the bottom, the 11 red core has got some support. Race two. two. Just the only one they really want at the moment is second bullet on a quick seven-day backup. I know it goes to 2,400 metres, but there's no speed in this race. So it's acceleration D Oliver in the saddle. Expected to be really popular. $2.90 into $2.50. Race three. Race three, again, they're pretty keen on Nantali. Just went up around $3, now into $2.50, 6 to 4 in the old. If you like Abyssinian, 9, it's going to be popular, but we're going to be best price. We're pushing that horse all day, so make sure you come to our doors. If you like Abyssinian, we'll be best price all day. It? Four. Risk four. 
Race four, look, knocked around a little bit with Shaobo coming out earlier in the week. It looks a really nice progressive horse. You can follow it in staying races. But Prince Zig is the only one uh, they want at the moment. It's a very short quote. A little bit of support for the eight. Good idea down the bottom. But Prince Zig is the one that the punters want. Race five? Race five, well, we spoke about it with Dave Eustace, loving Gabby. $5 now, none of that. And I expect it to be just really firm throughout betting. We saw this last week with I'm Immortal. These two-year-olds that are unraced, when they're backed, if they're continually backed right up to race time, you can follow them. It means the market supports them all the way through. Usually these unraced horses, they'll be backed on the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then they'll just drift out as we get closer to the day. I expect this horse to be well-supported throughout betting. It's all one way. Loving Gabby. Okay, before you get into race six, we'll just get, David, you're ready to go, Tags. The quaddy, you're pumping your chest out a little bit earlier. You wanted to talk more about your win in the quaddy well, last week with the two one-outs. I was lucky to get here this morning, the security with the people downstairs. Oh, lucky I had my pass with me. I'll tell you what, what, what will get out. As Jules and I, we couldn't believe we witnessed it during the break. You've just smashed your on-air colleague, S.D. Marshall. Smashed him. He said, I oh, tipped X amount of winners last week, but you still lost. Still but, lost. And I turned, you know, 50 bucks into 1,300. You yeah. just smashed him. He's not even here you, you to answer. Taken the, you should have taken my quaddy on the on the Queensland Toads, oh. paid 1,700. Oh, here we go. So, here we go. <laughs> smashed him again. So this this quaddy today has got nothing now. Oh, no yeah, chance, no. has it, after this? For 50, <laughs> and, you know, well, it was the lightest quaddy I've taken <laughs> since the odds couple started. $55, and it's a loot, and it's paid for. Oh, dearie, good. Dearie. Now, before we get to the quaddy, what's the sports bet specials for today? Yeah, sports bet, Caulfield and Rose Hill, one to five. If you finish second or third with a fixed odds bet, you'll get up to $50 oh, back oh, in bonus bets with us. How good is that? Okay. And really important too, they're small fields, so it's worth it's worth getting involved in. You know, there's a little bit of an edge there. All right. Jules, the movers in race six. Yeah, this race six has really been knocked around by the weird scratchings with, you know, Mount Kilcoy coming out, Jared's sacred uh, theme coming out. So it's pretty well just an all-new, brand-new market. Antar's favourite at $2.70. It's worth noting as well, guys and punters out there, turnover's been really soft. Uh, it's pretty low the last couple of days. I expect turnover to be low again. These races haven't had a lot of action just with what's been happening uh, with the Weary Stable and, and Racing Victoria. But Antar favourite at $2.70, but... Uh, no show at $3.50, but a brand new market, really, with these scratchings. Yeah, as you say, it's uh, it's thrown into chaos now with all the scratchings. So uh, the first leg, uh, like number one, Leodora, he goes to the mile the first time. A uh, little bit worried. He will get back. That's his normal pattern. He, he does run on. I'm surprised he's, he hasn't had a go at the mile. But, uh, and as you say, number seven, Antar. Uh, one has passed two in the Jason Warren stable. Ex-Tasmanian horse uh, had... He's won two after two years off, so it's been a great training performance by him, and he looks uh, he looked good in doing so. So uh, the numbers here are one, three, five, and seven. One, three, five, and seven. The first leg of the quaddy, second leg of the quaddy, race seven. Jules movers. Yeah, again knocked around with Nature Strip coming out. So brand new market, written by the favourite at a dollar ninety five. Expecting to go forward, as Graham said. Look, his best asset is his early speed. You've got to use your early speed when you get to Caulfield, a thousand metres. If you're in front, it's going to be hard for you, uh, these horses to running down. The only other horse that's had a little bit of support is the other three-year-old encryption at $3.80, uh, but we know he gets back. Uh, big advantage for written by around 1,000 metres Caulfield. Yeah, how quick will they go? Well, he's going to get a soft lead. Not sure with Ashlaw going outside him and Belwazi booting up inside him. So He's uh, a class above both. He, he, he is. Uh, we'll see if the three-year-old form holds up, though. No, it's, it's grade six versus kindergarten. Yeah, you're looking, I think so. I think you'd, you're right. You'd be one out here for sure. No, I'm not. I Just <laughs> in case there's a little bit of an upset. <laughs> oh. hey? 
Jeez, oh. for a bloke who doesn't like me going one out, you've, oh, you're, just, you're a bit of a shock. No, now no, that no, I'm, no. I'm in shock. I'm going to be one out for sure. <laughs> no, I've got to have, uh, just in case they do take each you're other soften. on. Right. <laughs> just in case that slight chance uh, might be set up for a run on a horse like Bonds Away or an encryption. So the numbers are three, four, and seven. You're not putting Bonds Away in the same sentence as written by. Well, well, you can have it one out. Oh, give us a spell. Remember the last what, time you had the, more horses the to the quad? What were the numbers again? Three, four, and seven. Three, four, not even seven. writing them down. Three, four, seven. <laughs> Fair dinkum. Jules, let's quickly make some sense of all this with the movers in race eight, the yeah. third leg of the quaddy, please. Uh, again, the two nice horse of weirs is out, ring-a-ding-ding, an extra brute, but Tin Hat gets all the favours with the speed map for mine. Go forward, even from that wide gate, don't be worried about that, with the one turn at 1,200 metres, Caulfield punters. Uh, $3.10's been really well supported, and the one below him, Fundamentalist, she's a really nice filly. She's around $5.50. They're the two that have been best supported. Yeah, I'm going a bit wide here. Um, yeah, good to see these three-year-olds back. It's a nice little three-year-old race. Uh, number four, Rainer. Always runs a fresh race. Uh, it hasn't won, though. It's run two seconds, first up. The surprising horse at odds is number eight, Thorndor. Uh, there's no love for him today. He's huge overs at 33 to 1 and wor- well worth another chance. He got stuck down on the inside the other day at Flemington. When Wooden started favourite, now he's out to th- 33 to 1. He hasn't got a friend, but you've got a friend in me, little buddy. Oh. So, so number eight, Thorndor. <laughs> All right, he goes in. So the numbers are 4, 8, 9, 10, 11. Four, eight. You've got a friend in me. Dearie, dearie. Wait till we play the tape to SD Marshall when we're off air there before of you absolutely smashing him and he's not even here. Let's go to the fourth leg of the quaddy. Jules, the movers. Yeah, only one horse here, guys, and it's the seven Mr. Moneybags. $3.30, now into $2.50. This has just been clear best backed. 95% of the turnover is on Mr. Moneybags. From that Manalo Blahnik form last start, where it was really well supported in that race, gets Jai McNeil on from Seidel. I think that's a plus. I think uh, Gate 12 will help. It's been really well supported. Manalo Blahnik was off the map last week, coming out of that same race. So the big guys obviously like that race. Expect Mr. Moneybags to oh. be really popular. How far should Manalo Blahnik one? Oh yeah, it was a, a bit hard unlucky watch. though. Hard yeah. watch. You can't jump him. Yeah, exactly right. Can't go. Yep, can't go over the top of them. It's a good one. I like that. You can't jump. Yeah. <laughs> now number seven. You like him from Barrier Twelve, Jules? Yeah, I think Serious? he's a. I think he's a horse that probably. I don't think Caulfield's his track, but I think he needs galloping no. room, and I think he needs to be uh, outside clean air. Yeah, he just can't draw a gate, can he? Mm-hmm. And he had the, apparently he had issues last start. Apparently, you stop asking up, questions. Hurry up. He pulled up slightly lame. Anyway, uh, <laughs> n- number ten Hepticon goes in as well. He will get a peach from Zara in, from Barrier One. Critical thinking, up in grade, will control the. So we'll go forward and she'll get a soft lead. Uh, Streets of Avalon will improve uh, dramatically. He gets better deeper into his preparation. He raced a bit flat second up, so he'll be better off over the trip. So the numbers here are 7, 10, 11 and 12. 7, 10, 11 and 12. Numbers, first leg, 1, 3, 5, 7. Second leg, 4, 3, 7. 4, 8, 9, 10, 11 in the third leg. 7, 10, 11, 12 in the fourth leg. Correct weight, 240 Where, because for you Because you're so cocky this morning... <laughs> And you wanted to talk a lot about yourself. We're now running out of time. We can't give our best for the day, but we'll put them up uh, on our website. Jules, thanks for coming along. Look forward to seeing you again soon. See you, Mr. Taggart. Thanks, uh, look forward to your company again next Saturday on the Odds Couple. Thanks, guys. One minute, one minute, one minute. Oh, hang on.
We've got a well, we have, we have got time for it, but we have got time for it. Someone call the cops. <laughs> isn't that isn't that extraordinary? <laughs> the clock said that number, and I got that wrong. Yeah, I think that's okay. a little bit quick. That clock is it? Yes. Any danger of telling me that before we started the show, or you just tell me now? Well, I've made a complete fool of myself. <laughs> Ridicule on, is on the international best, radio. You're extraordinary. Okay, let's go to our best uh, around the country now and um, uh, see what uh, what well, we can do. I'm I, gonna... I haven't got a. I, I have an element of or a lack of confidence today in, in mine, but I'll do that last. Jules? Yeah, Caulfield race three, number two, Nantali. Gets her chance here. Don't know if I can be with her if she can't win this one. This sets up perfectly. Not much speed. She should be winning. Um, Sydney, Rose Hill. They've had a bit of rain up there, up in Sydney. Race four, number one, Uhlenberg, named after the Arsenal striker there. Uh, so a bit unlucky last start. We'll uh, we'll get a good run today for Atkins in Barrier One. Should be hard to beat. I was on Ribeye as my best two weeks ago. I'm going to stick with Ribeye today. I think he might be able to beef it up. He just didn't get a run at him last time. Not sure whether he would have come out over the top of him, but I've got to stick. Tasty odds. I'm going to stick. I've got it right this time. It's time for us to go. We look forward (laughs) to you coming to the odds couple again next week. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.